Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever, and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am your host, Amy Brooks. Thank you for spending time out of your day with me now, whenever you're listening to this, wherever you are in the world. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so glad that we are connected in this way and I hope that the topics I have talked about and the hot topics that I will continue to talk about interest you, resonate with you, give you some food for thought. If there are things, topics that you would like me to talk about or if you're somebody listening that would love to come on the podcast and talk about something that you're offering Um, whether it's in the spiritual field or not, if you just kind of want to come on and chat with me, I'd love that too. Always open to collaborating and sharing this platform, using this platform to share other lightworkers and what they're doing. So if that's of interest to you, or if you just want to kind of give me some ideas on something you would love to hear me talk about, please DM me on my Facebook or on my Instagram. Both of those places is called The Intuitive Rising. That's my handle on all my social media. I've also created a community for you, dear listener, on Facebook. It is called The Intuitive Rising Community. So it's a private community that was created for you, for this community, to share Um you know, what's going on in our lives, to share different stories, to ask questions, just so that you don't feel so alone. That would be a good place to reach out for me too. Okay, so if that's of interest to you, head over to Facebook, search for the Intuitive Rising Community, and I will let you in. Okay, so let's talk today. I want to talk today about past lives, okay, but I also want to share some really cool Reiki stories with you. And so I think I'm going to weave the two of these things together. And I have to chuckle that I used the word weave because that's actually a part of this, um, a part of like where I'm going and what I want to talk about. <laughs> but I'm going to leave that piece. There's a little breadcrumb, a little carrot so that you will stay with me. Um, I will definitely bring that in and talk about those really cool experiences I've been having. In just a moment, but let's start with past lives. So you guys know that I'm a medium. You know that I'm a psychic. You know these things. I've talked about them. Did you also know that I am a past life reader? So this is not to be confused with past life regression. Past life regression is super interesting to me and is something that I think I feel that I would be interested in learning and becoming certified in you know, moving forward in the future sometimes. 
The difference between what I offer and what a past life regression is, is a past life regression is um, like a hypnosis of sorts. So there's a practitioner that would sit with you and would um, essentially get you to that place, you know, um, whether it's through meditation, relaxation methods, hypnosis. And the intention set is for you to revisit a past life or past lives. And in a regression, you, the person, the client, would be talking about what you're experiencing, what you're seeing. Somebody that I'm thinking about is um, uh, Doreen. Oh my goodness, her name is at the top. Dolores, I'm sorry. Dolores Cannon. I'm thinking of Dolores Cannon. So she's somebody that... Um, did this for many, many years. She has a really, really cool story. Dolores was a, um, I believe she was an actress. I Don't quote me on that. But she had some sort of stage presence quality about her. I remember reading this about her and then she married a man that was in the U.S. military and they uh, got posted to Hawaii, I believe it was, and, you know, had their children and her husband got in a very serious accident and like shouldn't have lived like they thought that she he was going to pass away, um, but didn't and kind of had experienced uh, an otherworldly kind of experience, right? Like it was like a miracle that he had even lived and he... Um, after this, he got really, really interested in hypnosis and it started out like word on the street, you know, on the military base in the community, um, with him helping people with things like stopping smoking or, um, you know, not eating as much because the person wanted to lose weight and like things like this. So this is kind of what his intention was and what he was doing. And then when he was doing this with one person in particular, I'm getting this this information that I'm currently talking about from a book I read called Four Lives Remembered. So this is by Dolores Cannon. It was actually her first book, but it's not the first book published. So it's her first book that she wrote way back, you know, in the, in the early 70s, sometime in the 70s. Um, but it wasn't published until after some of her other works, which is interesting. Um, and I believe I read that one of her kids, her daughter, maybe, um, kind of found it and was like, Mom, like, you need to publish this. This is amazing. So people can see, like, where this started for you. Uh, anyways, so he's doing this hypno his hypnosis session with a woman, I believe that she was married to a serviceman in the U.S. military, and she was looking for help with, um, like, not eating as much. Um, I believe she shared in this book that, like, this woman had a, um, a weight issue, and she had, she was struggling with binge eating and things like this, and she just didn't feel the same as she had, you know, previous, earlier in her life. And so during this hypnosis session, Dolores' husband, I can't remember his name, so I feel really bad, but I can't remember his name. He, this woman actually started bringing up information that kind of stumped them all. They were like, what is happening? She began talking with a different accent, um, you know, just talking very differently. The pace of how she was speaking um, was different as well. The way she held herself, her body language was different. Now, this woman is under hypnosis. So, 
this woman consciously is not aware of what's happening, but they have it all on tape, right? I don't believe any of these tapes have ever been shared for privacy readings, but she had some transcripts. And so some of these transcripts are shared in this book too, but it's just really cool. So it's, it's how they got into hypnosis in the beginning and how they went from people that, you know, might've had a little bit of a religious background, but certainly weren't overly spiritual or didn't believe in, um, past lives or extraterrestrials or all of that kind of stuff. Like they wouldn't have really bought much into that. But this experience began this journey for them. So this one woman that they put under hypnosis that I just spoke about ended up over time bringing forward four different lives that she had lived before. And it's really, really cool. So that's how they got into it. So that's more like a past life regression where the person that's under hypnosis or, you know, deep relaxation is sharing about their past life. Now, what I do is not that because that's something that you actually have to learn and be trained in. What I do is is really similar to the mediumship psychic intuitive piece, which is that I get myself in a state of relaxation myself by taking some deep breaths, by setting my intention of what I want to connect to and who I want to connect to. And I set my intention that I want to connect to your past life. So if you booked a past life reading, that would be in my intention. That's what I would do previous to you joining the Zoom call. And uh, then I just start and I'm like, this is what I see. This is what I hear. I just share everything that I see in here. And it's really cool. And I've had, I, I mean, I've done this quite often. It's funny because I feel like my readings, other than intuitive guidance and mediumship, like those for the most part are the bread and butter of my business. You know, there's there's always a need and there's all those are always being booked. But it's kind of more specialty readings, I would say, like past life readings or like a higher self reading seems to come in chunks. So there's like a season for it, right? So there might be like a month where I book 20 past life readings. Um, whereas the rest of the time there might be like two a month, right? So it just seems like there's a season to it at times, which I find really interesting. Um, but you know, I, there's been some that I have done where I think this has only happened twice in the four years that I've been actually no I haven't been offering past life readings for four years I've been offering readings like mediumship and intuitive guidance for four years but past life information came in 2021 I believe so two years ago okay so for two years I've been offering past life readings now this how this came about for me is that I would be doing a intuitive guidance reading so I'm connecting to the client's energy and bringing forward past, um, like their, their past in this lifetime, their past information, current information, and probable future information. And in one of these I did, I was like, I feel like I'm connecting to a past life. And so the client was like, cool, like keep going then. And so I did, and I started to relay the information that I was receiving, and the person was like, this all resonates deeply. Like, uh, I was bringing in fears that this person has is fearful of in this lifetime um, as being connected to past lifetimes, and so this opened something up for me where I'm like, okay, I kind of connect via my intention to somebody's past life. This is pretty cool. I think that I would 
like to offer this on a regular basis. So I did. I didn't sit on it too long. I am my human design. So if you're somebody that is, you know what human design is, it's kind of like an energetic blueprint of an individual. It's really cool. We'll talk about it in the future. But I am a generator. So there's five different types of energy types. Um, Mine is a generator, which is one of the more common. I think 35% of the population is either a generator or a manifesting generator. And I won't talk too much about that, but I just want to give a little backstory of, you know, where this is going. My strategy to move through life in a really aligned way based on my human design of being a generator is to wait to respond. So essentially what this means, and especially because I'm an emotional generator, which means that I have emotional authority. This makes sense for me, right? My emotions run high, right? There's highs and lows. It's an emotional wave. And so I'm meant to kind of wait out the emotional wave before making really big decisions. Because sometimes you could agree to something when you're kind of on that emotional high and then you get to the low of the emotion of the wave and you're like, oh, I regret saying that I was going to do that. So it's just a good idea. And it might be just a good idea in general if you resonate with that, regardless of if you're a generator or not, to wait for the emotional wave to pass But I meant to wait to respond. So I will receive breadcrumbs, so to speak, from the universe that I'm meant to do something. So I'm not really meant to force anything. And I'm not forceful. So that makes sense with my energy. Um, I meant to, so long as I'm aligned, the universe will continually bring people, opportunities to me that are meant to come to me in some way. So uh, for instance, an example of this, other than the past life thing that I was just talking about, is this week alone, I've had five people reach out to me and say, are you ready to offer Reiki yet? (laughs) So I took my Reiki level two in the fall. And I told you guys about this. Well, I told, you know, on my social media, I talked about it, but I still have yet to add it to my offerings And I was thinking about it and I was like, I think I should do this, but I haven't yet. And five people, and it's only Thursday, so five people in four days, Thursday today. Um, So this is an example of the universe going, listen, respond to this, right? So this is how past life readings came into me. They just kept showing up in readings Human design, which I just talked about, showed up in readings. I had no idea what human design is, really. I had a really brief understanding of it, and it's only because it comes up a lot on Instagram. It's a lot of people that do human design work. And when around this time, like I think we're in 2020, 2021, early 2021, uh, human design kept like popping up on things in my Instagram. And so I had like the basics understanding, like certainly just very bare bone, not bare bones knowledge. And when I would do a reading for somebody, an intuitive guidance reading, very often during this time, I would intuitively feel like what human design type of person was. I remember doing a reading for um, a person that I know and I was, she was asking about her kids and I was like bringing up this, this 
guidance for her around her parenting and her children. And I said, I don't know why, but like, I feel like they're manifesting generators. Do you know what that is? And she's like, no. And I said, it's, it's, it's about like their human design. And I'm certainly not an expert and I don't know enough about this, but I, I was like, I feel like they're, hu- they're manifesting generators. And then I gave her this guidance that was coming in intuitively about how her children would kind of respond best to you know, decisions and choices and, and just that kind of stuff in general. And then after the fact, she went online and did the human design test. So it's something that you would need, like your birth chart, it's something that you would need your birth date, the birth time and the birth place for. If you don't know your birth time, I've been told it's okay to put 12 noon in there, but it's free. You can go to mybodygraph.com. I'll link it in the show notes, guys, if you're interested in this. But she went um, to a human design website, put the information in. Sure enough, her kids were manifesting generators. So she's like, whoa. And then that just kept happening. So it ha- this has happened for human design and it's happened for past lives. So that's interesting, right? Because that's my strategy to respond. So now I got to respond to Reiki. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Um, so let's get back to past lives. So that's how it came in. That's how I was aware that I was, um, somebody that could channel past lives. I've done so many of them and they all really resonate with the person. There's been twice, two reading, two past life readings in the past, like three years that I connected to somebody's past life, but they were also ancestrally related to the client. So you you might be like, what? What does that mean? So let's, let's start there. So when I connect to somebody's past life, for the most part, I'm connecting to who they lived before. Like, who were you at a soul level before you were you in this lifetime? And some people feel like that means I'm going to connect to their lineage, right? To somebody in their family, but that is not often the case. In fact, based on my readings, it, it's it's much more rare. It seems as if, based on the readings and the experience that I have and I've done, is that more often than not, we are reincarnating into a new family, okay, into a new experience. But there has been two readings out of the probably 100, maybe 200 past life readings, say, in the last three years. Two of them where I'm like bringing through like great detail about a certain past life. And the person's gone, uh, Amy, you're describing my great great grandmother to a T. And that's what her house looked like. And that's like how many kids she had. And everything you're, that's the manner of her passing. And like everything you're talking about. And it like blew my mind because I was not channeling, like I can tell the difference energetically. I was not connecting to her great grandmother's spirit. It wasn't like a mediumship session. And it's really hard to explain other than I can feel the difference in the energy. This was a past life. Now she had never met this grandmother in person. It's just that the homestead the land had been passed down. So she was familiar with who this person was and she was familiar with the space and the home. But it was really cool because she was like, 
oh my God, I was, so you're telling me that I lived a previous lifetime as my great, great grandmother. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Uh, so like I said, that's only happened twice. It more often than not, it's completely unrelated to your family. Um, but interestingly enough, places will come up most of the time. So a place of the world where you've got ancestry might come up and that's just a way to connect you to a place. Sometimes a place that a person absolutely loves or has been super drawn to will come in because that's a place that you've lived before. Now I'll share about me, for instance, for my whole life, ever since I've been a child, I have felt this yearning for Scotland. So, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't have words to describe this, but I felt homesick for Scotland. Now, I didn't know anybody in Scotland. I'd never been to Scotland. It's not like I had people in my life that, you know, were from there or went there or anything. It, it just was this random thing. I was so drawn to Scotland. I, want, I, I applied to, do, to go to university in Scotland and <laughs> this is like an endlessly funny joke because my plans were to go to Glasgow um, to do a degree um, and like for a couple of years and I met my husband very soon after I had made that decision and then decided not to pursue it further so it's just a running joke that like in a parallel universe, I would have gone and married a Scotsman and had all these little Scottish babies running around and me living in the Highlands, right? Like, it's just a running joke. Uh, but, you know, I've just always, always been drawn to Scotland. A couple years ago, we're going back to 2016 now. I talked about my friend who I had experienced. We were both pregnant at the same time with our last babies and our babies were born a week apart and how soon after that pregnancy <laughs> she began to realize that she was a medium I've talked about her many times so she I don't know if she regularly offers past life readings I don't believe she did but she did tap into a past life for me so she did this reading for me where she's connecting to past lives and a lot of really cool information came up. One specific lifetime stands out to me that she brought forward. So she didn't like, she knew me, but like we had only known each other for a year and a half this time. Like I shared before, we kind of met within days of us conceiving this baby and then experienced our pregnancies together. But like we weren't like lifelong friends or anything like that. So she knew stuff about me, but she didn't know this about me, right? Like she wouldn't have known this about me because I never, ever talked about it, never came up. She brought through this past life of mine where I was walking on kind of a rocky, um, rocky land. And she said, it's really windy. Like the wind is just like whipping your hair. And she said, I believe that this time period is probably in the early 1900s, maybe the late 1800s, based on the style of dress, based on how you and the person with you are dressed. So she described this kind of like, um, this, this top that was kind of fitted, and then this very full skirt, long skirt, um, that would have almost had like a, almost like when you think about a cage, you know, like that really old fashioned style of dress. It's like, you have little black booties on, and they're the kind that like lace up, um, 
and she's describing this and she's describing that I'm with a man and he's about the same age as me. He's very handsome. He's dressing he, like he's distinguished looking. Um, and we are kind of like walking and running and frolicking would be a good word. Um, on this rocky piece of land. We're holding hands. We're laughing. Uh, she said, there's a feeling like you're really excited. And then she's like, hold on. Okay. I, what I see is a ring. So this man has just proposed to you and you are super in love. You're very happy. You're very young. She's like, I would maybe say you're like 19 ish that like that young. And, um, then, then she's like walking me through this experience. She's experiencing at the same time in her mind's eye. And she's like, oh my goodness, Amy. Uh, oh God, I could see the like distress on her face. And I said, what? Like, well, what's going on? And she said, you guys were, you know, just kind of laughing and, and being silly and you got too close to the edge. So you're on a hill. It's like a cliff. Um, and the ocean is, is, is beneath this cliff and you got too close to it. There's pebble gravel under your feet and you lost your footing and you fell backwards to your death. And, you know, as I'm listening to this, like my heart is beating, I'm having a physical reaction to this information. This is something that my clients tell me that they experience very often, sometimes in a past life reading, but just when I'm connecting to their loved ones too, they'll get this feeling. And I like to say it's like this, just this feeling of knowing, right? And, and just this feeling of truth and your body's just giving you a physical reaction. So I was like experiencing this with her and it was, it was distressing because it felt like I was reliving an experience that I had lived before, which in fact is what was happening. So afterwards I shared to her number one, cause she had also mentioned that we were in Scotland. So as she was going, I forgot to mention that. So I shared with her as feedback afterwards. Okay. Number one, I have been, yearning for Scotland my whole life and I don't know why so the fact that you said we were in Scotland is crazy and I said second secondly I am deathly afraid of heights and she's like you are and I said I can't like I I would not even want to climb a ladder like I'm that afraid of heights there's this girl is not ever doing a roller coaster um, I don't like anything of heights, steep stairs frighten me, bridges frighten me, the whole thing. Bridges, no. It's okay if I'm like in something so I can fly, you know, like I'm not a too much of a nervous flyer. I can handle that because I'm in the plane, right? Um, but if I was just like jumping out of an airplane, no, I don't think so. <laughs> there's this, but there's been this fear. I remember when I was a kid. A friend of mine in elementary school, um, her house, it was like a three level house. It was a really old, like wartime kind of home. It was one of those like little matchbox kind of homes. And the bedrooms were off the kitchen. And then there was this pull down ladder in the hallway. Uh, and you could climb it and go to the attic and the attic was finished. So it wasn't like insulation and stuff like that. It's it got walls. Right. And, but it was, I just remember how hot it was up there. Cause it seemed like I, we were up there a lot in the summer and obviously there's no air conditioning and ventilation and stuff. So it was just so hot, but it was really cool because it was finished up there. It was like livable if you wanted to hang out, out up there. And she had stuff there. Like she had books and dolls. Um, there was a bed, a mattress on the floor. 
And we used to have sleepovers and stuff up there. But the first time that I went up there, I was too afraid to come down. So I climbed up the ladder just fine. But then when I was wanting to come back down, you know, you have to kind of position yourself where you're, you're, you're going down backwards. Like you're going, it was a hole in the wall, right? Like this big, uh, or in the floor, I mean, rather. And you have to go backwards down it. And that was so scary to me. I remember sitting there with my feet dangling and just going, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And her parents were being so patient with me that I could tell they were kind of like, oh my God, like how are we going to ever get her down from the attic? She just lives there now, I guess, right? And I don't know how I got down. Eventually I did. And I moved to the fear a bit because the the thrill of like hanging out in the attic was enough to like move me beyond that. <laughs> but for the most part, terrified of heights, I have like a visceral reaction. Even if like, say... Um, thinking about like when we took the kids to Niagara Falls, I wouldn't even let the kids like stand, like they they could stand by the edge. You know how there's like, there's walls, right? That, that block it off. So you can't you, like, hopefully you can't fall over, but I'm always like, if there was anybody that was going to fall over, it'd be me. Right. So I, I, even my kids, I'm like, stand, you know, the, a, a foot, couple feet away like you can't lean right up to it I'm always so terrified that they're going to fall or that I'm going to fall and so this revelation was mind-blowing to me because I'm like oh my god that's where my fear comes from and I've lived so many lives in Scotland no wonder it feels like home and I felt it's so 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 validating and then you know a couple years go by I step into my own mediumship my own gifts and I begin to offer past life readings. I also would do like guided meditations. So I'm somebody that works really well with guided meditations because my brain is quite busy and I find traditional meditation like sitting in the power to be quite difficult. So for me, I'm like, let my brain focus on the person's voice and they tell me what to do. And I'm very visual so I can get there quickly and like I can see all that's happening. Um, but there are past life guided meditations on YouTube. I will link my favorite in the show notes. Um, making notes here. So I did one and I had more come in, right? And it's always in Scotland. It's always in Scotland, but I would have more things come through. And I just thought it was so cool. So I just want to tell you that if you're somebody that's interested in tapping into a past life, um, for yourself, a good place to start is doing a guided meditation. Maybe if you, you like find one that you resonate with, cause it's like different people's voices, right? So it's similar to like a GPS. Maybe you don't want to listen to that person's voice, but you like this person's voice. So find one that resonates, but I will link the one that I like to use. But this information is available to all of us. It's available to all of us, you know, and I feel like after the last few years of doing these readings, like I said, I got to be around 200 past life readings at this point. What I've grown to realize is that there's a common thread between lives. So the benefit of having a past life reading done, if you wanted to, or at least doing a past life guided meditation for yourself is that you can begin to see this common thread between lives. So my intention when I connect to somebody's past life or lives, because there's normally two that come through in the time period, is to reveal that common thread or 
you know, what is it about that specific lifetime? Because it's not always the most recent. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. And I will get a sense of that too during a reading. But it's not always. It, what lives come through are the ones that have the most commonality. Or perhaps there's something that you did or experience in that lifetime and you're suffering in some way in this lifetime because of it. It's like, how do we close that up? How do we heal that wound? And um, so there's just so many benefits in knowing this information. It can be very, very healing. It also can be super empowering because I can't tell you how many readings I've done where I brought through an energy of somebody that would have worked in the healing arts before, right? Maybe there's been a witchy woman or, you know, a magic maker in some way. And we're talking about a time period where that person would not have been accepted by society. They would have had to hide their magic. They would have had to hide their witchy ways or their wise, wise one ways. And they would have had to bury that because it was not safe to be themselves. And so that's come up sometimes too, where like the person, there's this person I'm thinking of in particular, and I did this reading, I brought through these, these past lives that were like, you know, dabbling in, in those things. And they very clearly said, you don't have to hide in this lifetime. The reason you are drawn to things like tarot, for instance, I'm talking about this one person, um, is because and, and you're so good at it because she's so good at it. And it's just something she picked up really quickly. And she's just amazing at it. And her past lives literally said, you're good at that because this is something you've been working with for many lives before. As I say this, my whole left side goes whoop, with a big whoosh of energy. You are so good at that because you've been practicing. It's in your bones, girl. It's in your bones. So do it. You don't have to hide. You are the answer to our prayers. I don't want to get emotional when you say that because it's true. We are our ancestors' greatest achievements and biggest dreams. Like if you really think about everything, if you, if you like, I'm going here because I'm about to talk to, I'll talk about my family tree. But if you were to lay out you know, two parents, four grandparents, eight great-great-grandparents, 16, 32, all the way out. How many people had to come together, first of all, and had to survive everything that they had to survive in the time period they had to survive it? Like, how miraculous is it that you exist and that I exist? It's friggin' miraculous if you really think about it. And so I share this because I want to move into something that I've been doing for the last year and a bit. So I've always been interested in ancestry. I've always been interested in the past. I'm somebody that really loves history. I like to know things. I like to know why did this happen? How did this happen? Um, you know, I'm somebody that might Google something, like go on Wikipedia, and then I'll search for this. And like three hours later, I will kind of come out from my from my rabbit hole and be like, oh my God, like I just spent the last three years, or not re years, I just spent the last three hours reading about this and then I clicked on this and this and this and this and now I'm doing this. 
And my husband's just like, what? But that's just how I work. I really like to get deep. And so I've always been interested in history and ancestry and all these things. And my grandparents, my maternal grandparents have these, my, my grandfather is in spirit now. My grandmother, 95 years old, like love of my life. Um, they have probably five or six like massive photo albums of family pictures. So my grandfather passed away of dementia in 2008. And I, I believe like in the early 2000s, things started to happen with his memory. Uh, but in the late 90s, he had taken the time to organize all those family photos in albums and detail them. Who's in the picture by name, the dates, the place, like everything is so meticulously organized in these. And it's just like such a gift. It feels almost like his last gift to us in some way because it was shortly after that his memory began to fade. Um, and so it's just amazing. But I remember being a little girl, anytime I went to my grandparents' house, I'd pull them out and I just look at them for hours. And I think I talked about this a little bit in episode two, when I explained my past life, not my past life, sorry, my, um, my near death experience that I had when I was six and how this, this older female had come forward. And later I was able to recognize her as being my great, great grandmother. So she's in this album. She's in these albums. There's pictures of her, many pictures of her. And, you know, I just always was fascinated. Like this person and this person, this person, this person all led to me being here. It always blew my mind to think about this. And so a couple, two years ago, we'll say, I started to get really interested in digging into my family tree. So I created one on like ancestry.ca or something like that. I began to fill in the gaps, you know, and do the research. And then Fast forward to the end of 2021, I did a, I sat in, I volunteered, I was asked by another medium that I know quite well if I would be a volunteer for her mediumship students. So she was teaching mediumship um, and she asked if I would sit in and they could practice connecting to somebody or some people for me in spirit. So I said, okay. And um, I did it. And it was emotional, right? <laughs> like I cried being on the other side. Normally I'm the one providing that information and that love and to receive it was just a beautiful thing. Um, and things came through that were super, super accurate and validating. And one of those things came through was about my ancestry. And so I felt like my, they connected to my father, I should say. I felt like one of the things that came through, one of the symbols and images he gave I knew intuitively, okay, I know what that means. And he's asking me to dig into the ancestry. So in that moment, after the reading, I wrote down on a piece of paper that I would like to do my ancestry DNA and I wanted to be gifted it. Now, I don't know why, I guess, because I was thinking, oh, well, if I'm gift, if I'm being gifted it, then the universe is hearing my request and it's the right thing to do. I could have bought it myself, but for whatever reason, I felt like it should be gifted it to me or it should be gifted to me. Now, I didn't tell anybody about this. Okay. It went, it went on like a slip of paper in a notebook, one of the like 25 I have sitting here. And that was the end of that. So this was like November, Christmas day. 
my husband gives me an ancestry DNA kit. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like the universe speaks, right? Um, I had never mentioned it to him. And when I asked him, I was like, how did you know? He's like, I don't know. I just thought it'd be something you would find cool. And I'm like, oh my God. So I did that, mailed it off. I remember mailing it off, like I think December 31st, New Year's Eve. It goes all the way to Ireland. And then, and then I would, you get like an email saying that they've received it. And then you wait and wait and wait. You're like waiting for the progress. Uh, and then Valentine's Day of that year. So of 2022. So a year ago, I get an email sitting at this desk, doing some work, get an email, your results are in. So I click on it. And the first thing I noticed was the breakdown. And dun, 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 78% Scottish DNA. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, well, well, of course, right? Because at that point, while I was waiting for the DNA results to come back, I had been digging into my family tree. I guess I should have clued in. Like, obviously, I must have Scottish background. My maiden name is MacDonald. Uh, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother's maiden name is McKinnon. My paternal grandmother's last name was McLeod. So there's a lot of Scottish Mac energy here. And I am from Nova Scotia, Canada. And Nova Scotia literally translates to New Scotland. So... You know, it just, it just all was like full circle. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like no wonder I've always been drawn to Scotland. Once I went far into my family tree, I ended up finding out that all four sides, Scotland. There's either, they're, they're all from Scotland, there's Scottish roots somewhere in all four sides. And I thought, this is absolutely amazing amazing. Of course, I would have a remembrance or a, a tug towards a place that literally is in my blood and in my bones and in the past life. So in my soul. So let's talk a little bit about this, this commonality that I discussed with past lives. Like what is that common thread? Now, what I've learned is that the things that we're really drawn to in this lifetime, more often than not, there's a reason. Okay, so if you're like really drawn to tarot, right, you're really drawn to mediums and psychics and you're just like, I don't know where this comes from. Nobody in my family is interested in this, but I just like, I'm, I just, I, it's like a magnet. This is me. Nobody, nobody that I knew of, at least, dabbled in such things. Nobody talked about such things. But I felt like a magnet. I remember when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, I'd walk past this store all the time um, downtown and it was called Little Mysteries and its logo was like a horse that looked like it was running. And anytime I walked by it, I would feel like this, this pull, like go in the door, go in the door. And I never did. Looking back, I feel like it, this whole thing has just been divine timing. Like I, I can't grieve the past in the sense that like, oh, if only you had, you know, gone in the door, maybe you would have discovered that you were a medium and a psychic long before. Yeah, I could go down that road, but it's not helpful because I didn't. <laughs> but what I can say is I always felt that magnetic tug towards and people that were already established or working with that kind of energy or that were healers them, themselves, seemed to always find me. 
So there's been multiple experiences in my life where really kind of weird, quote unquote, things have happened. Old lady in the mall stopped me once. I was there with my son. We had just come back from a doctor's appointment. He had been late on one of his vaccines because he um, he had been sick. Like we had had like a series of like constant colds and flus for a few months. So he was behind on one of his immunizations. And on this particular day, I'd taken him. He got the immunization. And then on the way home, stopped at the mall, was walking around the mall with him. He's in the stroller. He's like two. And this older woman comes up to me, scared the crap out of me, really, because she kind of came up from behind me. She put her hand on my shoulder and she said, my dear, you did the right thing. He's going to be just fine. And I said, pardon? Like, it kind of freaked me out. And she was in my personal space, right? So I was like, what? Like, Mama Bear came out. And she's like, your son, you did the right thing. I'm so glad that you are caught up on his needles. And I went, how do you know I'm caught up on his needles? And I'm thinking to myself, did she follow me? Did I, did I talk about it? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, no, because... I, no, I don't think she's following me. And no, I didn't talk about it. So what? And I remember kind of being fearful of her. And I was just kind of like, okay, thanks. And, and she just kind of looked at me and she said, when you are one, you know one. And I went, okay, thanks. Like I didn't even want to engage her because she made me afraid. Um, and she's just like, when you are one, you know one. You are like me. You are a seer. And I remember this so clearly because it frightened me, but also I was like, okay, people have been telling me I'm a seer my whole life. What is this about? And how did she know that? And blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of like tucked it away in my pocket. And then this different random things happened over and over again. But another one, I remember going to a friend's, she was having like a house party, like a get together. It wasn't like a, a, a rowdy kind of party. It was like a bunch of women getting together, like potluck, food. Um, she brought, she was learning Reiki at the time and she brought in her Reiki master who was also a tarot reader and uh, set him up in a private spare bedroom. And so we could go in and have a little mini reading with him and then come back out and socialize and eat. <laughs> this was like the best party ever. Um, and I went in there and he looked at me, um, did my cards. I feel like he looked at my palm as well. He brought through stuff. I can't remember all of it. He did bring through that he, I remember him talking about a move. And at the time we didn't know that we were going to be moving because we only moved to like three months later. Um, but at the time I didn't know yet. And he brought through a potential like stomach issue, um, stones at the time. I didn't have any symptoms of that, but like within couple of years I had to have my gallbladder out because of gallbladder attacks um he also told me that I was a seer uh that I'm a sensitive and that um one day I would be doing my own uh work in the field that I was a healer and I remember going <laughs> okay you know like it was exciting to me but I was also kind of like okay now now that I'm doing what I'm doing I can look back at those things and I'm like okay these things were showing up, my interest, feeling like a magnet to all things spiritual, my, these people showing up, these messengers showing up, didn't, they weren't like the woman, for instance, that is not the best way to approach a person, right? Um, but she was a messenger. All of these things were happening to lead me down this road. And I can see that. So I, I ask you, what are you 
just really drawn to your whole life? What is that thing? What are those things? What do other people recognize in you? Is it that you used to, when you were younger, be this amazing creative artist and you used to paint and draw and everybody said you were really, really good at it and you don't do it anymore, but like it just keeps showing up in your life somehow as if you should. What are those things that not only show up in your life, but what are those things that you're actually really kind of good at? You pick something up and it's like, it feels as if it comes naturally to you. Why does it come so naturally to me? Why could I experience my dad's spirit and then be able to immediately do a mediumship reading? And why was I able to intuitively, innately know how to do it, how to interpret it, that there needs to be ethics involved, the things you don't touch on, the things you do touch on? How did I know all that? Where did that come from? It's come because I, as a soul, have been this person for many lives in many different areas of life and many different facets, but I was a person who always was a healer, and I know this in my soul. And so life lays you breadcrumbs. Go here. And these things are going to feel exciting and interesting to you maybe they don't make sense and you're like I don't know why I want to learn tarot but I want to learn tarot and then you do it and it's like whoa it's like I I picked this up so quickly why why is that so I believe and from what I've experienced in the readings I've done is that there's common threads that run through lives not only in matters of anxieties and fears such as heights and bridges and things like that but also in the things that you did before and that you're really really good at and if you begin to think about those things as hey I can own this I am naturally good at this and it's okay for me to own that and to step into this role because and be confident about it because I have done this for many lifetimes like many lifetimes have prepared me for this. What I believe about why we continually reincarnate is that, you know, we're every lifetime, we're trying to get closer and closer and closer to the soul, to the soul of us. So that's the kind of the purpose of each lifetime is how do I, you know, strip off the noise and get back to who I am. How do I align with who my soul self is? You'll discover that with the past life reading. Who are you underneath it all? What are these commonalities? What have you? What has been holding you back in some way through these fears or anxieties? And finding out that, say, you maybe something comes through where you have you know experienced great loss in your life and your husband was lost at sea and, 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 you know, you were left and you had to carry on and you didn't have much. And, you know, like, cause things like this have come up in readings. And then for you, for that to be attached to in this lifetime, why you have, um, codependency issues, why you don't like to be alone, why you're always anxious that somebody's going to die or something's going to happen. 
hearing about the root of these issues, like this is where it stems from and this is why you're carrying this, it can help you release it because it's not yours. It doesn't stem from your life. There's no reason to worry. It's a wound from before. So many of my clients will say that it's very, very healing to hear those things because it helps them release it in this lifetime. There's no reason for me to fear this. I felt that because I had experienced it before, but it's not going to happen again. It's not a part of this story. I'm just carrying the remnants of a story that came before me. It can be so healing. And I think that's why particular lives come forward. It's always to help heal or to empower. Often one of each. And so begin to think about the things that you're really drawn to as past life connections. There's a reason something continually shows up in your life. Own the things that you're really, really good at. Own it. Think about you, your, you are your ancestors' greatest dreams. You're also your past lives' greatest dream. Every life is a chance to get closer to the soul self. And so all those past lives that you lived before, like it's like a stack of dominoes, right? And you've got all that wisdom and all that lived experience. And you're just being asked to use it. Just use it. Strip away the noise and tap in to what is central and purposeful within you. What are you here to do? What do you want to do? I want to lead into this Reiki story. Um, so I shared in another episode how I had had a Reiki session, a distance healing session with a lovely listener in the UK. And she did the second one yesterday. So after the session, she emailed me a report. So she's so lovely. And I was like a, a report, right? With a photo and, and list the crystals that were used and why and list the chakras and colors associated with them, crystals associated with them, um, you know, um, energy associated with each. Like it was so detailed and I appreciate it so much. But she was really, really excited in this email. She's like, oh my God, Amy, like this is so exciting for me. So she brought through some blockages once again. So she's like, this time, there's really just like one blockage. It was on the right side of your face, like your cheek um, and your face and maybe a little bit of your neck. But it was very easy for me to move the energy. It just kind of showed up almost like shattering glass, like that I was really quickly able to, you know, sweep away. But this made me laugh. And I told her afterwards, because I said, it's so funny that you're specifically saying the right side. So this is my right side, right? We got mirror, mirror image happening here on YouTube. But this is my right side. And you might not be able to tell you might be able to tell I'm just going to point it out to you. I currently have a, a zit here on my cheek. Yeah, you can still get zits in your 40s. Okay. Um, so I have a zit here. And I also had um, a, a cold sore outbreak, a little bit of a cold sore outbreak. And so this is very, when something like this happens, I know, okay, I'm drained. I'm allowing stress to kind of take over. I need to chill out a little bit. I need, this is the time to rest or, you know, be very mindful of my energy and try not to stress out. Um, and so 
it was just funny because both of these things are happening on the right side in the specific area that she brought up. So I'm like, okay, I have to share that with you because that's really cool. And then I said, here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read straight from, straight from the report. So let's see. The other thing, oh, so she brings up, yeah, no, let's go back to the energy blockages. No, there's a reason that I was going to go back. So that was really the only energy block, I will say that. Um, but she also brought through which archangels were present for the healing session. And so she called upon two to be there for the session. It was Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. But then two others came forward, specifically for me, came on their own volition. One was Archangel Shamuel. And so she says, he is known as the angel of love and peaceful relationships. He reminds you that your heart is your most important spiritual center and will help you resolve any conflicts. I'm looking at this because this is a <laughs> an affirmation card I pulled today because uh, I'm doing an affirmation card challenge at the time of this recording. And it says, relationships are assignments for optimal growth and healing. <laughs> So yes, okay, that's why uh, that's why Archangel Shamuel is helping me. Uh, and then this one is exciting. So she said Archangel Christiel, Christiel is connected with the unicorns and comes to those who, who are to begin connecting and communicating with the angelic realms. Amy, this is so exciting. Ex you will find out why when you read your energy block section. When the name came through at first, I was unsure if it was actually an archangel's name, but it is. So, comes to those who are to begin connecting and communicating with the angelic realms. So, let's go back to the energy blockages. So, underneath the piece she says about the right side of the face, she says, now this is a first for me, Amy. When I, was, when I asked to be shown of any other blockages, there were none to be seen, and instead I was shown the most beautiful set of angel wings coming out from behind you. It felt like these wings were being born, but, it, but I had a sense that these wings were there for so long, and now is the time for them to emerge. I was then guided, and this is another first for me, she says, to be the channel of angelic healing for you. It felt like the angels were pouring life into your wings as you are ready to step further up the ladder on your path as an earth angel. This is so amazing. So I read that and I was just like, whoa, first of all. Um, and the reason that I bring, I tell you about that is because <sighs> there's just been so much. There's so many signs and synchronicities. It's unreal. So earlier yesterday, I was preparing for my day. I think I was pulling cards or something for somebody's reading. And I was listening to a podcast. It was an old episode of Colette Baron reads podcast, Into the Wooniverse. I think it was from March of 2022. Um, and it's an interview with Kyle Gray. So Kyle Gray is an angel reader and a medium and a psychic. And... Um, the article, or sorry, the episode was titled The Boy Who Could Talk to Angels or Who Can Talk to Angels. And so I listened to that and, and you know, I was thinking about angels and I was thinking about um, the connection. I was thinking about a, another listener who may, who may listen to this and realize I'm, I'm talking about her um, and a client of mine who I did a reading for last week. And we, we talked about after the fact that she was... 
How did this come up? Oh, it came up because when I was connecting to her energy in the intuitive guidance portion, I kept seeing like a really, really big book. And I was like, I keep seeing a big book. Like, I don't know what this is. Like, are you a big reader? And she's like, yeah, I'm a big reader. Um, I'm also a teacher. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's what this book is about. And I just kind of set that piece of evidence aside. And then spirit brought it back in again. And I was like, oh, I know what the book is. And I said, the book is A Course in Miracles. Are you familiar with that body of work? And she started laughing and she's like, yes. Um, she said, um, Kyle Gray, one of his one of his courses or, or something that she had taken, I can't remember what she said, is kind of steeped in the teachings of A Course of Miracles. And I went, oh my God, I have this book. Okay, I don't have it next to me, um, but it is, it's like 1800 pages. It's huge and it's fascinating. <laughs> um, it's essentially said to be channeled from Jesus. And it is just kind of like the what the what life is all about, how to navigate it. That's not really a good description, but it's like very hard to explain. Google A Course in Miracles if you'd like. <laughs> Maybe we'll do another episode on that one day when I finish this 1800 book that is written in such a way that I, th I think it would take you a very long time to actually read it and absorb it. So it's like bite-sized pieces for me. Anyways, I bring up the specific book and that's how we got to talking about Carl Gray because she said, oh my God, Kyle Gray talks about that in his book, Raise Your Vibration. Have you read Raise Your Vibration? I said, no, I think that's the only Kyle Gray book that I have not read. And I like, I even have it written down here. Raise Your Vibration because I, I need to read it. But he talks about the Course in Miracles. So I said, okay, well, that's part of your path. Like you're meant to read A Course in Miracles. And... So that, I think that is why I decided to scroll back and call up Aaron Reed's podcast yesterday and search for the episode with Kyle Gray because I wanted, I just wanted to familiarize myself again with his work. And so Angels on the Brain. And then last week after I recorded a podcast, after I recorded episode eight, Navigating Grief with Grace. Okay, so I got really vulnerable there, shared about my grief of, of, you know, losing a baby and pregnancy. Um, and you know, I, I got teary and cried a little bit. And soon after I recorded that podcast, I went to pick up my son from school. And then we went to the grocery store. I had to ran, run an errand. I think I had to go to FedEx or something like that. And I, as I'm driving, I am like, my third eye is pulsating. It's literally pulsating out of my forehead. This happens from time to time but it hadn't happened in a while. And I always kind of mentally tell myself, okay, like you're leveling up, like you're going to be bringing in more information. Your third eye is being prepared. Pay attention, right? Like be, be aware of things. Um, and then all these kind of words and things started to come in and I felt like I was intuitively downloading like a ton of stuff. And I'm like, okay, I need to pull over because I need to write some of these things down. So I did pulled over, pull out my phone, go to the notes section um, and wrote down some things. And one of the things that came through was the specific term spirit weaver. And I thought spirit weaver would be a really cool name for like a business or a podcast or a book. Like how cool, maybe I'm a spirit weaver. And then later on that night, I was, I felt really tired. So I decided to have an early night. My, my little one fell asleep quite early 
and I was laying in bed with my headphones on and listening to podcasts, just kind of chilling. And I, in this moment, I'm like, I need to like look up, I need to type in Spirit Weaver in Apple Podcast. So I did. And I found this woman who authored a book last year called Spirit Weaver. And I thought, okay, like maybe I'm meant to listen to this. So I did. And she is very tapped into working with the goddess and Mary Magdalene and the um, divine feminine and Christ consciousness and all of these things. And I thought, okay, really interesting. And I listened. She's got this amazing British accent. I listened to the whole episode. I was like thirsty for knowledge. I, I searched for another um, podcast that had her on it as a guest. I was listening to that. Um, and she said something in one of these podcasts that literally came through to me earlier that day in the car when I pulled over. And I thought, okay, like this is definitely a sign from spirit that I was meant to, you know, follow this path, listen to this woman more, read her book, maybe, I don't know, like this is, this is leading me down a path. Okay. And specifically like Christ consciousness and I want to tell you what Christ consciousness is, okay? It's not, it's beyond religion. So it's not about religion. It's not about being Christian or Catholic or Hindu or any of those things. It's, it's beyond religion. It is thought of as the energy that's the energy of love and compassion that is available to us and that people such as Jesus and Buddha would have tapped into and spoken like their teachings through Christ consciousness. So Christ consciousness keeps coming up for me and I'm like, this is really interesting, right? Um, so I want to share what I'd written down. So I wrote down spirit weaver. You are a spirit weaver. Spirit weaving. I wrote down blending ancestry and mediumship. I wrote down Analogy of story. So if you remember to one of my earlier episodes, I talked about really wanted to steeping, steeping this um, podcast in storytelling. So incorporating wisdom and thoughts and things in with story. And so I wrote down analogy of story and weaving your story. If you just took the uneventful or mundane parts of your story out, it wouldn't be as interesting or impactful as the whole of the story. So if you think about you're reading a book, if you just randomly picked up to a part of the book where you're like, um, uh, you know, the person's having a shower or they're eating their breakfast. And then you go to this part of the book and the person's doing something equally as mundane. Like if you just read those pieces of the story, you'd be like, this book sucks. Like it's not interesting at all. But when you read it as a whole story, Every one of those little pieces is integral, 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 yes, to the story and they need to be a part of it. So it's this idea that, you know, your life is your story and your daily life weaves it all together. So these little mundane things that happen that feel kind of like Wah, overall are weaving the story together and that without them, the book wouldn't be that interesting. 
the book of your life wouldn't be that interesting maybe without all those little pieces and that we can weave magic into our lives through those mundane things and a way we can do this is through being intentional it's all gonna always come back to being intentional with me that's the magic that's the secret with everything is being intentional So, you know, in an earlier episode, I talked about time, right? And how our perception of time can change based on our experience of time. Sorry, can it change or feel to change, feel as if it changes based on our perception of it, but it doesn't really change. It's just our perception of it. And I think that what spirit is calling, what spirit is nudging us to do right now is to be more intentional you know, we get so caught up in the the highlight reel of everybody's lives all the time. And we can this can lead to dissatisfaction in our own lives. Oh, everybody lives a way more exciting life than me. Everybody else is having fun all the time. And they have perfect marriages and their children are way well behaved and their houses are clean. You're only seeing the highlight reel. You don't know what's going on. People don't often share their crap. You're going to find me sharing my crap here though, because I want to normalize our humanness. And how do we bring that humanness and blend it in with our spiritual lives and our spiritual selves and our soul self? How do we blend the two? They're not, they're not separate. We don't need to compartmentalize them. They, you are human and you are spirit. You are both all at once at the same time. Everything all at once. You are both all the time. You can't be one without the other. And so I think it's just about really letting yourself be human. And like, this is what spirituality is about for me, is allowing myself to be myself, to move through limiting self-beliefs, to move through judgments that I've held of myself and shame that I've carried about things for being human. The work of Mary Magdalene and her Gospels, which were found in the last, I don't know when, but in this, this millennial, millennium, talk about being messy, that the point of being human is to explore, it's trial and error, it's to feel all the things, it's to make mistakes, it's about doing all that, but always remaining anchored to your humanness and to your soul. So the humanness is all of this stuff, right? And how often are we conditioned to think that we have to be perfect? We have to do this. We can't do this. We can do none. There's, there's a way to be human that's socially acceptable, but that's not humanness at all. That's not the reality of being human, which is why so many of us walk around feeling alone and like nobody gets us and that we're making mistakes and we're we're just doing it all wrong what if you were doing it right what if you came here to experience exactly what you've experienced because you needed that perspective 
And then I'm not spiritually bypassing anyone here. So if there's something that's really been horrible that somebody inflicted upon you or that you've experienced, that's not what I mean. I just mean if you're carrying shame or judgments about yourself for things that you have done, mistakes, quote unquote, that you have done, failures, quote unquote, what if you could let those things go knowing that the purpose of life was to align yourself with your soul self and that in order to do that, you needed experiences to show you what that was? Like how freeing would that be? And so I feel it ties in with past lives because it just shows your humanness and it shows the, the evolve, the, how your soul has been evolving and the growth that's happened and all this wealth of knowledge and wisdom that you carry inside. It's absolutely amazing. And it can be so, so healing. So I want to share quickly, um, Oh my God, I opened up right to the page. So after this Reiki session yesterday, and when I read about what she said about the angel wings, I realized that I had a deck of Oracle cards here that has this archangel in it. So this is the Angels Among Us deck, and it's from Victoria Maxwell. And she talks about Archangel Christiel, okay? And so I'm going to read it to you. So it says, Archangel Christiel is the angel of the divine feminine Christ consciousness. She is a very high vibrational angel who can assist you in activating the Christ light within, connecting you to the energies of love, compassion, peace, forgiveness, courage, strength, and higher wisdom. The Christ light is usually associated with Jesus, but many masters of lights light such as the buddha also worked with this energy archangel christiel can help you connect to this energy of higher consciousness and love directly through the higher chakras the soul star causal and stellar gateway chakras um so i thought this was really cool um but you know i've got this card that talks about this archangel and that she was brought through yesterday and you know, I, I began to kind of connect like, okay, this message that came through last week about working with Christ consciousness and the goddess and the divine feminine and weaving, you know, the spirit weaver message and all of that connected is connected to this piece. Why this angel specific, this archangel specifically came through to me in this Reiki session. I also want to share that about two years ago, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago, I um, took part in an online um, Reiki healing meditation. And so it was infused with Reiki. The uh, Reiki master was infusing it with Reiki and it was a guided meditation which then um, led to 20 minutes of you know, meditation and, and you receiving images and messages and things like that. And so, um, during that I've done probably four or five of these, but during this particular one, um, this image came in about angel wings. So I saw these huge angel wings opening, closing, opening, closing. I'm getting head to toe goosebumps as I talk about this. And the message that came in was, um, Focus on your breath. Focus on your breathing. When you breathe intentionally, you strengthen your wings. And so it's this comparison with angel wings and with human lungs. 
right? Which I love because that kind of talks about the spirit and the human and how they are connected. You can't separate them and how if you when you want to connect to your higher self when you want to connect to the angels when you want to connect to god when you want to connect to your spirit to your soul self focus on your breathing and think about those those lungs as your angel wings this is your connection to your 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 soul self and i thought that was such a beautiful like metaphor and and symbol for that and i just never forgot about it and so whenever i'm kind of like doing a intentional breathing exercise i always think about my lungs as angel wings and so i thought that was another really cool connection and and funny enough also connected to reiki because that was in a reiki healing session as well. So there's definitely here something here for me. I feel like the universe is leading these breadcrumbs for me to follow when it comes to working with the angelic realm. So I will keep you updated. I will share all about the angelic realm and what I'm learning and you know what I'm diving into for sure. I absolutely will. I wanted to thank you so much for joining me once again for a long podcast this week. And I hope you enjoyed the insights with the past life and kind of my understanding of it, my experience of it, what the benefit of having a past life reading is, what you could expect from one. If you have any questions about what I talked about today, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to me on my social media. All links you will find in the show notes. If you're interested in having your own past life reading, you can book a session with me below. Link is in the show notes as well. I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are. Sending you lots of love. Keep rising. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.